Hello and welcome back to the TTOT, to Tani Talks OT, Tani Talks Occupational Therapy, the show here on Season 5 where we talk a thought of the day, a TOTD from an OT, a pediatric OT to stay. Here in Season 5 we're talking OT, OT of course standing for Occupational Therapy as I am an Occupational Therapist by trade, especially pediatric OT also standing for Overtime, talking Tips, ideas, suggestions, and the like, aside from the J job working for the city, OT also talking about on-target topics and ideas that hopefully can help you or someone you know. Heads up that, God willing, we're going to take a little break over Passover, maybe around a little before, a little after, maybe, and hopefully we'll come back to hopefully finish out the school year. So when I was nine, unfortunately, tragically, terribly, I lost my dad. And when I was 20, unfortunately, tragically, terribly, I lost my brother. So throughout my life, I've dealt with loss myself. And unfortunately, <clears throat> last year also, we dealt with a couple of different things. My wife and I as well. So in general, I'm no stranger to loss, no stranger to dealing with suffering and dealing with things in my own life. The question is, how do we go through it? How do we go about it? How do we try to move with it? Not moving past it, not moving and saying that you've had closure and you moved on because there is no such a thing as moving on, but there is such a thing as moving with. The question becomes, how do we move with things? Some people become angered and depressed and feel like they have a monopoly on, on tragedy, a monopoly on sadness and anger. Some people say, well, shut off their lives and shut off their hearts and shut off their minds, pretends it doesn't happen. Some people move forward and try to be positive, and some people try to move with it, try to take it along with them on their journey, keeping it a part of you, never, never forgetting it and never compartmentalizing it that you never think about it but moving with it and moving through life i try to do that myself moving through life moving with it and there are times when it comes to a fro especially the anniversary of their death which we call in hebrew a yard site which is a commemoration of their time both my dad and my brother happened in march they come about in march in hebrew it's adar bet one is Yerchet, one is Chavtet, so they happened about 12 days apart in the calendar year, obviously years apart, one when I was 9, one when I was 20, so now my brother is gone 14 years and my dad is gone many, many, many years, almost 25 now, unfortunately not to have such a figure in my life growing up, so... How do we move forward? How do we move with it? How do we move and putting it a part of our lives? So obviously, in Judaic culture, a lot of us name for different people that we lost, for different people in our lives. Each of our kids have a, symbol, a symbolic thing where either letters or names or meanings represent different things, whether it be grandparents or parents or siblings. We should only know from good things. But when it comes to that, we commemorate their life and we commemorate their legacy. And every year, the Judaic tradition believes that the soul lives on in the next world. The soul is there. It's never fully gone. It's never fully away from us. We believe that it travels on. The body and the and the soul unite in this world to complete a mission. After the mission is complete, we believe it's sent to the next world. So the body is left behind, and the soul continues and basks in the divine presence and lives with God, lives with Hashem, and has an eternal portion up there. So even though we're saddened that the person is no longer with us physically, we never think that they're not with us spiritually. So before a simcha, before a big event, especially a happy event, a lot of times the souls are invited to come and join and partake in at our wedding. 
We've done that and other people have done that. You could feel the presence of the soul. You could feel the presence of the neshama in your life, in your event, at your event. You could feel that they're with you. You could feel that their spirit is with you. And you could feel that they're a part of you. So whether it be the naming of our daughters, we have two daughters and two sons, whether it be the naming of the sons at the circumcision ceremony, the bris milah, the bris milah, we feel their presence and we feel them a part of us. So every year, when the Yurtzits come, when the commemoration comes, and of course we also light a candle on different holidays, on Shavuot, on Pesach, and on Sukkot, and of course on Yom Kippur too, we commemorate them and we think about them. But as the anniversaries of their death comes, as their commemoration comes, what we do in Judaic lore is that we we pray for them and we pray on behalf of them. We we say prayers and we we come up to the the podium and we sing and we and we pray and we get a, a portion at the Torah, at the Bible, the portion of the week. And I myself, actually, for both my dad and my brother this year, I got to read the the extra portion of the half Torah after the Torah reading of the Bible reading, and I also did the the Musaf prayer, the the last prayer of the morning for both of them. And I did different songs and tried to make it an uplifting experience. I had a little kiddush, a little commemoration ceremony blessing over the wine and over the grape juice and some food some hot food outdoor in the tent and then this this past week i i, I also prayed and on the actual and that's the the sabbath of four we try to do that and then the actual day itself when it starts the night goes through the day we pray three times a day so the evening prayer the morning prayer and the afternoon prayer we we take the podium and we say the Kaddish, which is the mourner's prayer, talking about how exalted God is and how his name should be great and glorious. And at the morning, we also provide a little ticket. It's called a little uh, fixing for the soul, if you will, that the soul should have a higher level, a higher level, and get higher and higher each year. So I bring a little bit of pastries and some oranges, and I put a little paper that says this should be in commemoration of my dad or my brother, depending on the day, and God willing, that comes out on Friday this year. And also, we try to visit the cemetery, so we finally made it out. And it took us a very long time, basically the whole day, to get out with the newborn. It was very difficult, so we were in and out. We got out, and we, we went over there. We drove all the way over there, spent a couple of minutes saying some psalms, not to the person, but to God, on behalf of the person, because you can't pray to the soul. That would be kind of blasphemy, and God forbid, idol worship. We don't believe in God, one God, nothing else. And we would go about that, and I actually brought my kids with me, and they came and they put the rocks on the stone to commemorate that even though the soul is not here, we came here to visit on behalf of the soul to wish them well and that they're doing well, and I, I talked to the souls a little bit. You can really talk to any soul, any person, any time. You don't have to go to the cemetery itself. Of course, it's nice to visit the soul, visit the resting place of the person, to talk to them. And to tell them what's going on a little bit, I say, this is Tani visiting, I'm so-and-so's kid, and, um, you know, I thank God I have four kids of my own, I'm a wonderful wife, and I work for the city, I do these podcasts, and I have a side job, and these are my kids, who live in Long Island, and I have a nice little house, yada yada, talking to them a little bit, just thinking about the idea of visiting lost ones, talking to lost ones, they're never really lost, and they're never really gone, they're always with us, they're in our hearts, and they're in our souls forever. We think about how we commemorate the idea to my dad and my brother for this episode and other episodes, especially the Torah ones, the Judaic ones, we think about what we could do for them to elevate them, and after my brother passed, I was learning in seminary, and I dedicated the food packing mission, which we used to do every week in his name, I called it the Or Menachem Mission, at the end, for the last few weeks, the light of Menachem, which was his Hebrew name, 
And we do what we can to commemorate things, to think about things, and we go through it. And I myself, of course, recently started seeing a therapist on Zoom because I've believed that I never had the proper dealing with it and not, and not proper dealing with difficult people in my life and difficult people in general and dealing with stressors that come about. Every week I vent to my therapist for 45 or an hour on whatever's going on, whatever's bothering me, whatever grinding my gears, whatever getting on my nerves or whatever I haven't worked through or whatever and I haven't taken care of. Of course, I have different issues and different things that I want to work on, on traits and anger and the like. But it's always good to talk to someone. It's always good to work things out. And the therapist is fantastic. He literally lets me vent my whole venting session and doesn't stop me from venting. And it's really good to talk to someone. It's really good to work things through. I believe every single person can benefit from therapy. And if they didn't get therapy, they should get therapy. It's never too late. They're not a quack. It's not a joke. They really can help. They really could do wonders for the person. But when you think about the person, it's also good to see how you connect to the person. I actually also wrote a song for my dad. I wrote a song for my brother. I also wrote through some of the losses we experienced, my wife and I, last year when trying to move forward with uh, having children, which was difficult for us. And, of, and of course, we want to talk about things and we want to get through things. There's a beautiful organization called Nachama Comfort that helps people with early pregnancy losses and lonely and, oh God forbid, other things. We always want to make sure to deal with things. And for me, a very cathartic thing is writing music. And I have my songs on the OT show. I actually released some of the songs over the months, over the years, and recently released one a couple of weeks ago. Guitar for me, I played for a long time. If there's a tune that's put into my head, it's very helpful for me. So I wrote a song for my dad a long time ago. Wrote a song for my brother a long time ago. Wrote a song about the losses we experienced last year with music and, and guitar itself. And I have a couple other songs with different themes. And I find guitar very, very, very soothing, very cathartic. Obviously, right now, I'm not playing so much. We're very overwhelmed and overloaded with the newborn and we don't want it to be too loud for her ears and with the time change i can't play so much for the kids usually i play for them after the sabbath after shabbos shabbat but music is a way to go about it if you want to write you want to do poetry my wife is an excellent excellent writer if she ever had difficulty or pain over the years she she wrote in a notebook she actually wrote a lamentation special last year to to try to put some things into words as well and she's also working on a novel because she's just a good writer. It's a terrific, terrific writer. So some people can write, some people can do music, but it's always good to talk to the person. Even if you if you experience a loss, even if you didn't, it's always good to, to interact with whatever feelings you're having, with whatever you're going through. You can visit this and we can talk to people, you can commemorate the loss. You can write about it, you can talk about it, you can write music about it, and you can read about it. Whatever you can do to talk to that person, to come connect to that person. Talk to a therapist, talk to a professional. It's never too late. Everyone can benefit, especially if there's anger and conditions on other people. It's probably because you yourself are projecting things. So it's always good to talk to people. It's always good to go through things with people. And it's always good to try to work things out yourself. And whatever you can do for yourself, those around you can make your life as functional as possible, as independent as possible, and as beneficial as possible for you and those around you. This is just the thought of the day, the T-O-T-D. From an OT to stay, and I'm your host, Tani.